Welcome to Greek Like Me, the podcast for Greeks, Hellenophiles, and anybody else who wanders in. I'm your host, Pamela Diodes-Wood. Today we're going to talk about the Evzona, the beloved soldiers of Greece. First, I apologize for the sound quality. The lips, lisps, and hisses are due to some serious dental surgery I had recently. I was told it'll take weeks to be able to speak properly, but this podcast waits for no one. So, let's get into it. The Evzona, or Evzones, those Greek dudes in skirts that seem to pop up everywhere from professional photo shoots to cartoons on Greek t-shirts or bottle openers, they're ubiquitous as a symbol of Greece. But who are they? Where do they come from? And why do they dress the way they do? They've been compared to the Scottish Highlanders, men's men. They were the elite fighting units of Greece. In the Greek War of Independence, they were on the front lines. They went from elite infantry of ancient times to outlaws and bandits during the occupation to heroes and patriots. They remained the symbol of courage and sacrifice for the embattled people of Greece through colonization, occupation, and fierce attack by the enemies of freedom, whether Turks, Italians, Brits, Bulgarians, Albanians, or Nazis. They stayed the course and fought for Greece. Besides the battle for Greek independence 200 years ago, they fought alongside the Brits during the Balkan Wars and courageously in World War I and World War II. They distinguished themselves in the Ukraine and Crimean campaigns to hold back the Bolshevik Russians in 1919. Many died during the Asia Minor campaign of 1919 to 1922. They were the shock troops, especially trained to carry out sudden attacks against the enemy, and they suffered horrific casualties in the Balkan and World Wars, according to HellenicaWorld.com. Greek City Times says, from Homer's epic poems to the Byzantine Empire's final moments, and from the Greek War of Independence to the modern Hellenic Republic, the elite light infantry of the Greek army have always stood in history's first line. AthensInsider.com says in its article to be an Evzone that the Evzone symbolized what Greeks have declared to all their enemies throughout history, that they will overcome all threats. In this way, they are protecting democracy itself. The word Evzone can be traced back to Homer's Iliad. The 8th century BCE epic poem about the Trojan War read by college students everywhere. Homer uses the word Evzoni for the first documented time, which means well-girt or well-belted. The word zoni means belt, and I know that because my Greek ma had one. She shook at us almost as often as the kutala when we misbehaved. But in the Iliad, the term refers to elite men, perhaps because they were the ones properly outfitted with weapons and uniforms. A couple of sources have also referred to them as light infantry. Ancient pieces of painted pottery dating back to the 5th century BCE from Attiki, or Attica, a region of Greece which in ancient times was the territory of Athens, depict men in clothing similar to today's Evzones. By the 12th century CE or AD, the outfit was already pretty popular throughout Byzantine Greece because of its practicality and simplicity. But the modern heroes of Greece, the Evzones, had more humble origins, which only endeared them all the more to their enslaved and suffering people. During the time of the Turkish occupation from May 29, 1453, when the Turks toppled Constantinople, as villages were destroyed and the land seized for Turkish colonists, Greek men escaped into the mountains to join bands of clefts, or brigands, in order to eke out a living for themselves and their families, and to escape the oppression of the occupiers. 
Kleps attacked merchants traveling in groups through mountain passes and raided the homes and villages occupied by Turkish colonists. They had the money, after all. Although in the beginning, simple Greek villagers and especially Greeks who colluded to keep their wealth were also targets. Kleft or kleftis literally means thief. But in the history of Greece, it's come to be seen as something else entirely. Merriam-Webster.com defines the word cleft as a Greek belonging to any of several guerrilla communities formed after the Turkish conquest of Greece. Wikipedia calls clefts descendants of Greeks who escaped to the mountains when the Turks seized Greece in the 15th century. They lived as insurgents, highwaymen, and fierce mountain fighters. The Dictionary of Oxford Languages describes a cleft as a Greek independence fighter, especially one who fought the Turks in the 15th century or during the War of Independence. By 1682, separate bands of clefts in northern Macedonia, Macedonia, the province of Greece that dates back to the 7th century BCE, not the recently renamed Slavic country, came together to plot against the Turks strategically. They created so much chaos and such great losses to the Ottoman authorities in the mountainous regions that local Turkish officials didn't even dare fight back because they feared retaliation from the clefts. According to John K. Vastravelis in his book, Clefs, Armatols, and Pirates in Macedonia During the Rule of the Turks, archived Turkish documents, which Vastravelis had translated by Turks, state, the area's slaves have plotted together, have set up a brigand gang. According to Vastravelis, the Clefs sympathized with and helped the otherwise uh, and otherwise aided their poor and persecuted brethren, meaning the average Greeks under Ottoman rule. This kindled the Greek love and hero worship of these badass rebels. Meanwhile, the Armatols, who were Greek men usually local to the area they were assigned, were enlisted and armed by the Ottomans in the 16th century and put in charge of guarding important passes or bridges through the mountains so the lines of communication with the Ottoman Empire stayed in place and, and so travelers like merchants could safely pass. Some of these Greeks did their job chasing disruptive clefts, keeping passes open, but some didn't see the point in working in the interests of the Ottomans and engaged in occasional sabotage. Increasingly, as the clefts moved from attacking civilian targets to strategic targets, they started to form alliances with the Armatols who were supposed to be policing them. They eventually united against the Turks. They began forming armed bands of guerrilla units, with the clefts forming the core of the resistance movement against the Ottoman occupation. Each band of guerrillas was led by a separate chieftain. They were often armed with the weapons originally supplied by the Ottomans by way of the Armatols or through raids. When they originally escaped into the mountains at the start of the Ottoman occupation in the 15th century, the clefts adopted the clothing of the locals, which functioned best working in difficult, rugged conditions of the mountains. These mostly cleft gorillas wore what was then raggedy kilt-like clothing that allowed for mobility, clothes commonly worn by the mountain villagers. Their shoes, sarucha, were clogs with nails hammered into the soles, and those were worn by mountain people because they were durable for farm work or any other work and gave them traction on the rocks and in the snow. On a personal note, my papu, Yanis Theotis, was a young goat herd in the village of Carpenisi in the southern part of the Pindus Mountains in the early 20th century, before he left to join his older brothers in New York. I wonder if these were the type of shoes he wore caring for the family's herd of goats. Probably. My grandfather immigrated to the U.S. as a teenager before the start of World War I. 
Greeks in rural areas, particularly the mountains, were the Tsarukhya for hundreds of years, right into the 1960s. Yanis Milonis, after a long career working with the Greek military, cataloging and designing their uniforms, and working at the National War Museum in Greece, wrote the book about the history, uniforms, and battles of the Evzones called The Evzones. I got my hand on an English translation I ordered online, and I originally thought I spent way too much money on it because it was used, battered, a bit torn, maybe it might smelly, but I'm treasuring it now as a glimpse into the origins and lives of our greatest heroes of Greek independence. The drawings and the photos are phenomenal. In his book, Miloni says, through the 400 long, dark years of the Turkish occupation, the one remaining ray of hope for the enslaved Greeks was the ongoing activity of the clefts. These men continued to battle against the occupying forces from the high and inaccessible mountains of Greece, keeping the burning desire for freedom alight. Awesome. Obviously, there was no military in Greece during the occupation, although Greek men and male children were frequently kidnapped and forced into the Ottoman military. It was the clefts who were the heart, soul, and drivers of the 1821 Greek Revolution. They were the first soldiers of that war. They were the only armed groups of mainland Greeks besides those forcibly conscripted into the Sultan's army. Add the Greeks from the Ionian Islands who fought under British command during the Napoleonic Wars and the badass rebellious people of Crete and the newly emerging Greek army had its hardened core fighters to build upon. There is so much to tell in the amazing story of Greek independence. The foreign officers who stepped in to help organize what had been for hundreds of years a slapdash mismatch of guerrilla units with loyalty to their own chieftains and no experience with the hierarchy that's a functioning army. The foreign volunteers who wanted to help Greece fight for freedom, including celebrated English poet Lord Byron. The sacrifice and determination of the Greek people. The many Evzone war heroes who are still celebrated but these stories deserve their own podcasts. Today, we'll stick with the Evzones as a symbol of freedom and sacrifice and their place in the modern Hellenic Republic. The Evzones were drawn from the toughest and most heroic of the mountain fighters and were on the front lines of the battles for the War of Independence, as we've said. They prevented the Acropolis from being overrun and fought and drove back the disciplined Ottoman army. They guarded the borders from enemy attack the Evzones went on to fight with the regular units of trained soldiers in the Balkan Wars of 1912 to 1913, World War I, as, as we've said, the Asia Minor Campaigns, 1919 to 1922, the 1940 war between Greece and Italy that forced Greece into the Second World War. Through all of these wars, the Evzones were considered the strongest and bravest part of the Greek army, according to Escapi's website. The Evzones were there for all of it. On October 28, 1940, when Mussolini sent his envoy to demand passage through Greece in order to take Greek forts under Axis control, the Greek Prime Minister Ioannis Metaxis famously said, Ohi, no. He used other words, and I think they were actually in French. But the point was, no, Greece was not granting passage. And Mussolini unleashed his army into the Pindus Mountains from bordering Albania, promising to crush the Greeks within hours. Reinforcements had already been sent to the border for fear of an Italian attack, and it was the Evzones that sent fear into the hearts of the Italian soldiers by screaming their famous war cry, Aera, which literally means air, but I read means like the wind. 
In his book, Milona says it means more like move back. I like that one. The war cry was first used during the Balkan Wars. Greeks, chime in on this, on, on the meanings and pronunciation, please. Back to 1940. The Evzones and their fellow fighters demolished entire divisions of better equipped, better armed Italian soldiers. And Mussolini's promised victory of a few hours turned into months. And finally, a plea for the iron-fisted Nazi army to come to the rescue, which they did in 1941, and Greece could not hold them off. The Ebzones were also the elite guards of the monarch from 1914, and the ones entrusted with raising and lowering the Greek flag over the Acropolis, the highest point of the city of Athens and home to the Parthenon, the temple to the goddess and city patron Athena. On the day in 1941 when the Nazi troops made their way onto the Acropolis, the symbol of Greek civilization and the birth of democracy, a young Ebzone named Konstantinos Kukidis was on duty. The invaders demanded that Kukidis lower and surrender the flag to them and raise the swastika in its place. Kukidis was facing death at the hands of the Nazis and the soiling of the Greek flag in their hands. Rather than submit to the fascists, Kukidis lowered the Greek flag, wrapped it around his body, and leapt from the Acropolis to his death. A modern example of the self-sacrifice of these amazing, dedicated, loyal soldiers. A plaque was placed in April 2000 at the site where Kukidis is believed to have died. During the remainder of World War II, after the Nazis overwhelmed and occupied Greece, the Evzones remained in Athens, the Greek capital, with their strength hobbled. The Nazis attempted to manipulate the loyalty and cooperation of the Greek people by co-opting the Evzones' reputation as a symbol of Greece and creating their own Evzone units to police the country. But there doesn't seem to have been much success on that point. The Evzones weren't going to be working for the Nazis, not the real ones, and the average citizen knew it. Now let's talk about those men who march in front of the tomb of the unknown soldier and the interesting uniforms they wear. And that's what they are, uniforms, because these are still soldiers. According to thisisathens.org, their official story of Zevzone starts in 1867, when four infantry regiments were created to guard the country's borders from bandits. Remember, before this, the men who would become the well-girt elite soldiers were not part of an official army, but came together under the combined leadership of their chieftains and foreign or Greek foreign-trained military volunteers. The Evazones guarded the borders and were originally unarmed, continuing to wear the fustanella or kilt of their cleft forerunners for speed and agility. King Otto, who reigned in Greece from the 1830s to the 1860s, called the fustanella the national symbol of Greek pride, bravery, and resistance, and ordered the military to wear it, the entire military. He often wore it himself. Why a guy named Otto was king of Greece is a story for another podcast. In the early 1900s, the Evzones also functioned as the royal guard protecting the palace and the royal family, as we already said. After the Second World War, the Evzones were disbanded, no longer a regular unit of the army, and reconstituted as a presidential guard, the guards of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Today's Evzones are chosen from the ranks of the Greek army as an elite unit that represents the sacrifices of the past, and the hope for the future. They speak to the pride of all Greek people, 
mainlanders, islanders, Cypriots, and the entire diaspora. They are the dudes. So, the only remaining unit of Ebzones in the modern Greek army guards the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in front of the Hellenic Parliament and the Presidential Mansion. Two soldiers at a time, 24-7. And every Sunday at sunrise, Ebzones raise the Greek flag over the Acropolis. And every Sunday at sunset, they lower it. Sundays, they also march to the grand changing ceremony in front of the presidential uh, mansion. They travel internationally with the president of Greece, who's the head of state, while the prime minister is head of the government. They accompany the Holy Fire every year from Jerusalem to Athens during the Eastern Orthodox Holy Week, which tremendous honor right there. They participate in annual Greek parades and they travel to the U.S. to march in Greek Independence Day parades. In 2022, Douglas Johnson twice, once in Philadelphia, once in New York City when New York celebrated Independence Day late. In 2019, they marched in the Anzac Parade in Australia, the parade commemorating the landing of Australian and New Zealand troops in Gallipoli, Turkey in April 1915. Axios, it's only right, Google it, beautiful photos. The Evzones are soldiers hand-picked from those serving their mandatory military service. They're recommended by their commanders for their mental and physical strength, as well as their devotion to duty. But they're also chosen for their height, like the Rockettes, minimum of six foot one, which is uniform, so that they match while on guard duty. And they're chosen for their ability to raise their legs shoulder high in the famous high-stepping march of the Evzones. Every soldier chosen for Evzone duty must then complete five weeks of intensive special forces training, reportedly the most difficult training there is in the Greek special forces. The training is, in fact, so grueling and difficult that even out of these soldiers, who are already the creme de la creme, only 50% are able to complete it and become Evzones. Evzones still must be men and must be Greek Orthodox Christians. There are, of course, Greek soldiers of other faiths, I don't know if this is controversial in Greece, as it is an overwhelmingly Orthodox Christian majority, at least in culture, if not always in practice. Christianity had gone underground during the years of the Ottoman occupation, and I grew up on the stories retold by my mother's aunts and the priests on how the enslaved Greeks kept the religion alive in secret. The men and boys forcibly conscripted into the Sultan's army were forced to convert to Islam, as were many of the adults and children that were forced into servitude, but many still did maintain their faith secretly. Even recently, friends of ours visiting their ancestral homeland in what is now Turkish territory were not allowed to openly celebrate Easter in public. I don't think anybody's allowed to celebrate any religion in public, but... So there are many layers of pride, self-preservation, and fierce protection of longtime Greek values that were attacked and nearly destroyed over 400 years. I, I get that but I do wonder about worthy soldiers of other religious persuasions because I question everything, because everything fascinates me. So I also wonder about women in the Greek army. I hadn't thought about women in the Greek army before this, but I won't get into the gender issue. That's a brawl for another time. It does make me ponder because I don't think the Royal Guardsmen in England have gone co-ed, have they? Or the Swiss Guards at the Vatican? Yeah, brawl for another day, it's coming. During their daily duty guarding the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, the Evzones work in pairs of similar appearance. In fact, they train with their soldier twin, the one matched to look the most like them, to mirror each other's moves. And they train in silence. They're not supposed to speak or make eye contact with each other while training. 
I, I wonder what that's about. I, I haven't been able to find a concrete answer, a concrete reason, but I assume it's one more aspect of discipline. And oh my gosh, talk about discipline. Greeks are talkers, my friends. I can't keep quiet. I'm sitting home alone. I'm still talking. I mean, very impressive. The pairs of guards at Syntagma Square, where Parliament and the tomb are located, change every hour, with each pair working three shifts over 48 hours. Why the quick change? Imagine standing for an hour, completely motionless, no facial expression, unspeaking, unblinking, in heat, cold, during storms, riots, while being assailed by misbehaving tourists. You know those tourists, the ones that are trying to make them blink. The Royal Guardsmen in England get breaks every 10 minutes. The Evzones get a break after 30 minutes. But it's just a brief march around, probably to keep the blood flowing. I would go numb. A New York Times article from 2012 described riots that broke out in Athens because of the deeply painful austerity measures put in place that year. Where were the protesters rioting? In front of the Greek Parliament, which sits behind the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, where the Evzones are stationed. So there were the Evzones at the front lines again. The only thing between them and rock-throwing rioters was a line of masked, helmeted cops in black protective vests swinging batons. When the stone throwing became very bad, or when one crew of angry citizens set fire to one of the guard boxes next to the tomb, the Evzones were sent back to their barracks by their officers. But for the most part, they stayed their posts, enduring tear gas used by the police, who had protective gear the Evzones did not, and ignoring the rocks flying toward Parliament. The rioters actually made the effort to avoid injuring the Evzones, even during the melee. And they even moved out of the way to allow the Evzones to march to and from the tomb and barracks during shift changes. This illustrates the tremendous respect all Greeks have for these soldiers. During their shifts, the Evzones can't brush away sweat from their eyes or stamp their feet to warm up or shift at all to keep the blood from pulling in their legs. They stand completely immobile for that hour, sans the brief break at 30 minutes. And in fact, the reason the changing of the guard ceremony incorporates slow movements as the guards step out of place and switch with the next shift is to slowly reinvigorate the blood circulation, according to Greek.com. The soldiers aren't allowed to communicate except in an emergency, and even then they don't speak. With every twin Evzone shift guarding the tomb, there's an accompanying soldier in modern military dress. These soldiers act as part crowd control, preventing and redirecting harassment from the aforementioned pesky tourists, or aggressive behavior from protesters, angry young men, or your basic loonies. The accompanying soldier is also part support system. If the Evzone is thirsty or has sweat running into his eyes or doesn't feel well, he taps his rifle on the ground to get assistance. The rifle is an M1 Garand weighing over five kilograms. That's over 11 pounds. He hits the butt of his rifle on the ground to alert the soldier. Since he can't speak while on duty, the Evzone communicates to his support system by answering his questions through eye blinks. If you don't believe how grueling these ships can be, go stand out in the sun or rain or snow with an 11-pound rifle over your shoulder and don't budge a smidge for an hour. I can't stand still in church or anywhere, but the Evzones do it without complaint. To them, it is an honor. Even their movements are symbolic. Raising and stretching out the leg during the famous slow march of the soldiers in front of the tomb is meant to represent kicking the enemy away in hand-to-hand -hand combat. The foot drops down forcefully to let the dead know that the Greek nation is still alive and free. Then, 
His foot pushes back, pushing away 400 years of slavery that are now behind the Greek people. Photographer Dimitar Hatsiadem followed and photographed the Evzones for three years, creating an amazing traveling exhibition that I'm praying will be available at the Athens War Museum when I travel there this spring. She says that the Evzones she followed, they would beg for another shift. They wanted one more hour. In an interview for Naos Cosmas, a Greek-Australian newspaper, she said in 2020, the Evzona is Greece. Check out her Instagram account for some photos of the Evzones. They're amazing. Hatziadem, H-A-T-Z-I-A-D-E-M. The Evzones aren't paid beyond the regular military pay for this difficult and exacting tour of duty. As AthensInsider.com says, the Evzones' role is to honor all the people who gave up their lives for the freedom of Greece. Okay, now let's break down those iconic uniforms. According to Escapi's website, their uniform is a reproduction of the outfit proudly worn by guerrilla fighters during the Ottoman occupation. They're a physical manifestation of the suffering and strength of the Greek people. The uniform is made up of 12 parts, handmade by specially trained artisans. They are so detailed, each uniform takes 80 days to be created by these master craftsmen. We've already discussed the fustanella or kilt worn by the Evzones is a continuation of the fustanella worn by the soldiers since the War of Independence. But there is more to the fustanella than simple nostalgia. According to GreekBoston.com, it is a symbol of valor, bravery, and resistance. Making each fustanella takes 30 meters of cloth. That's 98 feet 5 inches to create the 400 pleats that represent the 400 years of occupation and enslavement suffered by the Greek people. The fustanella, like the wide-sleeved shirt of the Evzones, is white, representing the purity of the struggle for Greek independence. The shirt is supposed to symbolize the just cause of each battle Greece is engaged in. In fact, every part of the uniform represents an aspect of Greece's suffering perseverance in the face of incredible odds over the previous 600 years. Over the shirt, the Evzones wear a red or black embroidered waistcoat called the fermeri. It takes 10 specially trained artisans one month to create the designs in the white or gold thread on the wool or velvet fabric of the waistcoat. The designs include cultural and folk designs, as well as the rank of the soldier wearing it. The designs include alpha and omega symbols, which represent Christ, crosses, infinity symbols. Another part of the uniform is the black leather zoni, or belt, with bayonet case. Those tights that they wear on their legs are two layers of white woolen stockings tied by black tasseled gaiters under the knee. There's also an inside gaiter to hold up the inside pair of stockings. The crosia, or fringes, are the braided fringes that fall over the top of the fustanella from the waist. These are the colors of the Greek flag, blue and white. I find this pretty cool that the braided colors of the flag of the Hellenic Republic the flag the Greeks take so much pride in is laying over the pleats representing the 400 years of repressive occupation and slavery. My favorite part of the uniform, those famous clogs worn by the Evzones. Remember we talked about how the Evzones shoes originally came from the Greek mountain people, leather with 60 nails beaten into the soles because they allowed the wearer to safely travel over and grip the st steep uh, rocky terrain. Even now those nails are said to prevent the guard from slipping from the pavement. They're called saruchia, hand-stitched red cowhide with pointed shoes covered by woolen pom-poms to protect the feet from freezing temperatures, ice, snow. You think those pom-poms look odd? They were functional and deadly. 
The clefts used the pom-poms to stash the knives they would need in close combat. I've read the F-Zones still keep a small blade in the pom-poms, which makes it even more fierce when the F-Zones swing their legs high, kicking away an enemy who threatens the liberty of Greece. As we've said, the sound of the clogs make when the nails hit the ground with each step is to let the dead heroes hear that the F-Zones are still alive and are still free, guarding over the war memorial. In wartime, the sound of those nails resonating on stone intimidated enemies. So the sound of the soruja makes hitting the ground is believed to mimic the sound of the Evzone raiders in battle. Each one of these shoes weighs 5.5 pounds, or 2.5 kilograms. The color is red to symbolize the blood of our ancestors, the black pom-pom for 400 dark years under Ottoman rule. Some say the pom-pom itself has come to signify the Tree of Liberty. My mother carried in her purse a tiny red leather Saruja with a blue and white pom-pom for the Greek flag as long as I can remember. She just always had it. It was a nod to her pride in her people. She was never without it. I didn't think much about it at the time. It was just what it was. But I think about it now, and I keep a tiny leather Saruja, much like hers on a shelf in our living room. It makes me smile whenever I spot it. To top off the gorgeous, tradition-drenched uniform of the Evzon is the Farion, the Evzon's red wool cap, red for the sacrifices and blood spilled by the revolutionaries. The national emblem of the Hellenic Republic is sewn on the front. It's white cross of the Greek flag on a field of blue, encircled by twin laurel branches in gold. When saluting, the Evzon points two fingers toward the national emblem. A long black sick silk tassel hangs from the top of the Farion alongside the Evzon's face down to his chest. It represents the tears shed by the Greeks during the Turkish occupation. The knot in the tassel topping the Farion is symbolic of the Greek people pulling together when necessary. I've also seen a few sources refer to the tassel as representing the tears of Christ on the cross. This is equally plausible as Greece was a Christian nation subjugated and punished when practicing its faith publicly. It takes half an hour for an Evzone to put on his uniform, and that's with help. Often the uniforms are handed down to new recruits by the soldiers leaving the unit. Hatsiadam described the moment each retiring Evzone handed in his uniform as emotionally charged. Because they weren't just wearing a uniform, they were wearing a part of Greece. The reason the Evzones exist, she says, is to pay respect to those who gave their lives for the country's freedom something that we say over and over and over again because it, there's so much meaning attached. The Evzone officers have even more elaborate uniforms than those under their command. The Fustanella is longer at knee length. Their stockings are red with blue garters and knee-high red gold boots. Their family or vest is purple with gold embroidery. The officer's rank is positioned under the national emblem on the front of the Farion. And coolest of all, the officers carry traditional sabers from the 1821 War of Independence. The uniforms I've described are worn every Sunday, as well as for parades, ceremonies, international travel, and I'm assuming important feast days. Monday through Saturday, the Evzones wear the non-ceremonial uniforms. In summer, a khaki, narrow-sleeved tunic and fustanella without the elaborate fermeli or crosia. In winter, a navy blue wool. Even this uniform has meaning going back to the Macedonian struggle of 1904. In some ceremonies, the traditional Evzone uniforms of Crete or Pontus are worn to recognize the sacrifice and contributions of soldiers from these regions in the War of Independence. 
The more I read about the F-Zones, the more podcast material I come up with. The F-Zones and the battles they engaged in over the years will appear in future podcasts. You can see some of the uniforms described pictured on the website stealthgreek.com. Douglas John took those photos during one of his trips to Greece, as well as at recent U.S. Greek Independence Day celebrations. Now you know why the Greeks revere the Evzones, why they mean so much to us, and why we pop our kids into Evzone uniforms every Ohide Greek Independence Day and even Halloween. Who doesn't want to dress up like their favorite superhero? And superheroes were born in Greece. But while Heracles, Odysseus, Prometheus, and Achilles are names that still resonate throughout our modern world, the Evzones were real flesh and blood mortals who fought and died for their people and who continue to honor those who sacrifice themselves and remind us every day of what is owed. Thank you for listening. A half-hour podcast isn't nearly enough to tell everything we know about the amazing Evzones. Stories about them will come up again and again in our feed. Email us at stealthgreek at gmail.com with your Evzone stories. Somebody out there must have an uncle, a brother, a son, a father who served as an Evzone. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to share your stories. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us to be able to keep doing what we're doing and keep getting better at it. Greek Like Me is a Stealth Greek production. This episode was researched, written, and narrated by me, your host, Pamela Diotis Wood. Our producer, photographer, and post-production editor is Douglas John. Additional research provided by Eduardo Gill. Visit our website at stealthgreek.com for resources, photos, links, and more. See you next time. Yasas. Και ξανά προς τη δόξα τραβά Και ξανά προς τη δόξα τραβά